Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with episode number 86 of today's Electrical Economy Podcast series sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. Champion began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1988 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In this podcast, we'll take a look at Electrical Wholesaling's picks for the hottest construction niches in 2024. We'll also provide updates and information on the five key weekly indicators to track initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes root count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberdust for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series for 2023, and like also to thank them for sponsoring the series again in 2024. For the week ending December the 9th, the advanced figure for a seasonally adjusted initial unemployment claims was 202,000. That is a decrease of 19,000 from the previous week's revised level. The unemployment rate, remember, is 3.7%, and that is down from October by 0.2%. We had 14 states with decreases in unemployment claims with at least 1,000 for the week ending December the 9th. That's a lot because that's what I really consider one of the dividing lines if the claims drop to over 1,000 on a weekly basis. The states with these big drops were New York, which was 6,581 down, Pennsylvania was down 4,362, Texas down 4,333, Oregon down 3,750, Kentucky was down 3,700, California had a total of 47,816, it was down 3,140, Georgia down 3,005, Wisconsin down 2,988, Minnesota down 1,893, South Carolina down 1,847 fewer claims, Ohio standing at 8,118, its claims were down 1,263, Illinois with 13,856 claims for the week ending December the 9th, it was down 1,250, State of Washington 7,001 claims down 1,047, Tennessee down 1,011 claims at 3,199. We only had seven states with increases of more than 100 claims for the week ending December 9th. These states were Montana, up 638 claims in 1975. Nevada had 251 more claims, up to 3,019. Massachusetts had 229 more claims. Michigan was up 189 claims. Arizona, up 151 claims. New Mexico, up 148 claims. And Alaska, up 102 claims. An interesting leading indicator for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR. They publish this data weekly at www.aar.org. For the most recent data, the total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 499,094 carloads and intramodal units. That's up 1.7% compared with the same time last year. Uh, for, through the first 49 weeks of 2023, total carloads and intermodal units was just a hair over 23 million. That's a decrease of 3% compared to this time last year. Uh, the current week's figure is just is a fairly comfortably over the weekly average. The weekly average year over year, 491,258. Right with the 10 carload commodity groups posted an increase compared with the same week in 2022. They included Motor vehicles and parts up 2,430 carloads to 17,486 carloads. Chemicals up 1,850 carloads to 30,948. And metallic cores and metals up 1,189 carloads. 
The commodity groups that posted decreases compared with the same week last year included coal down 5,641 carloads, non-metallic minerals down 3,165 carloads, and grain down 1,834 carloads. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. This date is available by state, by basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of these large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. There was very little change in most of the oil and gas data collected in the most recent Baker and Hughes rig count. The biggest weekly change was in New Mexico, which recorded four fewer operating rigs and is now down to 102 rigs online. And that is a 3.8% decrease year over year from this time last year. The U.S. total now stands at 626 operating rigs, and that is down 154 rigs from this time last year. And that's a decrease of 19.7%. The price for West Texas Intermediate Crude, or WTI oil, as of December the 15th is $71.79 a barrel. That is below the year-to-date average, which right now stands at $77.90 per barrel. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it is a leading economic indicator for future economic activity since copper is used in so many different industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets for copper because of its use in wiring cable and copper plumbing pipe. Comex copper prices are right now at $3.88 per pound on Monday, December the 18th. Over the past six months, they've been operating at a pretty narrow range for about $3.58 to $3.90. That range is about $0.30 cents for their entire range. I thought this podcast would be a good time to make a few picks for the hottest segments of the construction market in 2024. I included some of these picks in Electrical Construction Mainstream Magazine, or ECM. Their 2024 construction outlook cover story this month. It's available at www.ecmweb.com. In about a week, you'll also have a chance to listen to a podcast that I did with ECM's chief editor, Ellen Parson, where I took a look at some more deeper trends in the 2024 construction market. I think you might enjoy that as well. All right, let's uh, jump into some of my picks for the uh, largest construction opportunities in 2024. Uh, one of the big ones on my list, live work play developments. Uh, even though demand for residential construction is being tamped down by interest rates, and new office construction won't be what it has been in the past because of more folks working from home, residential construction and new office space are a big part of a growing type of mixed-use construction project that we're seeing in both cities and suburbs. They're called live work play developments or LWP developments. And that's because residents can live close to their offices, shop at nearby stores, and enjoy the amenities of restaurants, health clubs, and other services right by where they live. A post at www.chainstorage cited a study by Coworking Cafe that said 72 of these developments were completed or close to completion by year in 2022, and that there are 512 of these LWP communities built across the United States from 2012 to 2022. We have one of these developments going in right close to our offices here in Overland Park, Kansas. It's just recently broke ground. It's a $2 billion Meridian mixed-use project in Overland Park, Kansas, and it features 4.8 million square feet of office capacity, urban living spaces with 2,000 apartments, two hotels, and the retail, restaurant, and entertainment venues. Some of these office developments are called the uh, Town Plaza development. You might have seen those in your local markets. Uh, we had one in Leewood, Kansas, that has been up and expanding over the past, uh, gosh, must be 10, 15 years. 
Uh, there's another one in the Kansas City area called the Lenexa Town Plaza, and that is exactly the same type of mix. It's a giant health club, lots of apartments, a, a large corporate headquarters for Kiewit Construction, uh, plenty of stores, parks, um, fire pits. It's a really a, an interesting type of development, and I think it's kind of headlining some of the commercial office and residential development opportunities that we will see in 2024. It's no surprise to see data centers in a list of uh, hot construction types. They've certainly been one of the hottest construction markets over the past 10, could even be the past 20 years. Uh, biggest market for these in the whole country is in Northern Virginia, which has more data centers per square mile than anywhere else in the country. And they are saying that there's 6.7 million square feet of data centers under construction right there. Um, electrical marketing editors over the past year found 16 new data center projects either uh, breaking ground or uh, underway, uh, and, and that is going to include at least a five of them that top $1 billion in total contract value. There's the DC Blocks Data Center Campus in Douglasville, Georgia, Micro Center Data Centers in Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin, and Rome, Georgia, and the Prime Data Center in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. If anyone's interested in data centers as an investment opportunity, or just want to follow what publicly held developers of data centers are doing, I recommend that you follow two of the biggest ones. Digital Realty, Digital Realty Trust, which is ticker symbol DLR, and Equinix, which is ticker symbol EQIX. They are both real estate investment trusts, or REITs, and while REITs have had a sluggish 2023 for the most part because of the highest interest rates have had and their effect on construction loans for these facilities, the low, lower rates expected in 2024 and the impact of AI should push these stocks prices up next year. So here's another no-brainer pick for hot construction type, but certainly what we've seen over the past year or two, semiconductor plants, EV battery plants, and electric vehicle factories. Uh, while it's a pretty obvious pick, there are some uh, different trends lurking just beneath the surface that may be of interest, that may be kind of color our, our forecast for next year. Uh, the main thing on the EV side is I think there's been, certainly been a bit of a slowdown in demand for electric vehicles. Uh, part of that's because some of the early adopters for EVs have already bought their vehicles and there are not as many people right, coming right behind them, in part because of the expense of the uh, typical electric vehicle. There isn't really a low-priced model uh, that is attracting the, the masses uh, just quite yet. Uh, that will change over time, and these plants that are um, that are in play or that are being built for the most part are going to be continuing next year, although Ford did uh, cut back on one of its uh, plants, plans for a plant in Michigan. Uh, and it's actual, and also amounts that they're going to be putting more investment now into their hybrid vehicles. But I think overall, this is going to be a pretty safe bet for uh, over the coming year. Uh, to give you a sense of some of the uh, largest plants that have gone in over the past year, uh, there was a $2 billion VinFast EV facility in New Hill, uh, North Carolina. VinFast is a Vietnamese EV manufacturer. Um, the photo on the slide here is from the American battery plant, EV battery plant in Tucson, Arizona. It's a $1.2 billion project. And in St. Louis, there's a $400 billion ICL EV battery plant and many more underway. And like I say, even though you know the demand for EVs are moderating, I think we can really realistically expect the construction for these plants and what they mean for the surrounding areas, uh, both on the labor pool and also on the uh, market for the need for electrical supplies to be uh, quite significant over the next couple of years. Over the past year, I've been seeing quite a bit of investment in the rail system in the United States. And that goes down to all three major classifications, passenger service, freight service, and light rail service uh, within cities. Uh, we've been seeing quite a bit of work along the Amtrak corridor going down from Boston, uh, down through New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, and Washington. 
But there's been some news very recently that this investment, by the, and with some federal construction dollars, is going to go far past that. And on December the 9th, the U.S. Department of Transport said it had awarded $8.2 billion for 10 passenger rail projects around the country. Uh, one of these, one of the largest uh, projects that's going on right now in the passenger area is a high-speed rail line from Las Vegas to Southern California. And I believe it just so it just started broke ground. Uh, within the last couple of months. Eventually it's expected to serve eleven million dollars passengers alley. So that's that's quite that's quite sizable to say at least. I think we'll be seeing uh, more of this on a smaller scale uh, throughout the US according to some of the recent announcements by Department of Transportation. Well that wraps up our podcast for today. And a special thanks to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the today's electrical economy podcast series in 2023 and again in 2024. It's hard to believe, and I'm very proud of the fact that uh, next year we're going to be celebrating. We're going to eventually be hitting our 100th podcast in this series, thanks to the good folks from Champion. So I do truly appreciate that. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you'd like us to cover in these podcasts. Our next presentation will be on January the 8th, of 2023. So until then, I hope you get a chance to spend some good time with uh, friends and family, unplug for a bit, and come back refreshed and for a good business here in 2024. Take care, be happy, be healthy. I'll talk with you in a couple of weeks. <music>